It's Brian Preston, the money guy. Restoring order to your financial chaos. Retirement, investing, taxes. You've got financial questions, he's got financial answers. It's Brian Preston, the money guy. I think everybody knows that this is one of my favorite podcasts that we do every year. I think kind of, you know, if you think about the things that we, I don't want to call it a tradition because tradition sometimes I, I think get overused, but things that I like to do on a year to year basis is I definitely like to go pull Warren Buffett's annual report for Berkshire Hathaway and go and give you my insights on that. And then I definitely love talking about Black Friday. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is some Black Friday tools, tricks, tips, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to tell you how to get the best deal possible with your money. You know, we've done shows. Hang on, Bo. I'm going to let you get in there. I can tell you, you're just feeling the excitement of my Black Friday and you want to get in on it. Um, this is one of those things where I've told you guys in previous podcasts, you want to get 3 to 5% more with your money than what your friends and family are getting. Black Friday is one of those opportunities where I think you can get 20 to 50% better than what the public is getting. And that's the type of stuff that almost makes the hair on my arm stand up. But let's go ahead and take a step back, deep breath. So, Brian, even even with that introduction, yeah. you guys really don't understand how excited he gets. I, I'm, um, it's a sickness. I would liken it to if you have small children, which I don't have small children, but I watch a lot of movies, uh, and I see what it's like to have small children. I do have small children. On Christmas morning, I can imagine when your child first comes downstairs and they see all of the spoils that Santa has brought to them and that look on their faces... That's what I get to come into the office and see on Brian Preston's face for about two weeks leading up to Black Friday because he really does get that excited about it. Yeah, I probably have um, $2,000 worth of research to save $500, (laughs) but that's that's here nor there. But in all seriousness, let's back up, take a deep breath, and let me do the intro for the show. This is the Money Guy Show. Some of you might be joining us for the very first time and go, what in the world is this? You know, I I see this, this show out there, and I see it's hosted by a guy who's got a few letters after his names, and then I come on here... These guys seem like they got a little more energy than my, my CPA has, but that, that's exactly why we're here. This is the Money Guy Show. I'm your host, Brian Preston. By day, I am a certified public accountant and a certified financial planner, and we have a wealth management firm down here on the south side of Atlanta. This is something that we started doing back in 2006, just as a passion you know, to, to kind of spread the word of good consumer finance as well as good investing ideas, things that I felt like weren't making it out there to everybody in the world. And what happens? You guys started showing up, and this thing has grown and grown and grown and to where it's actually become a big part of our business. And I want to thank you guys for that. I get excited about Black Friday, but I also get very excited just about what we've done here with the Money Guy Show. If you want to go check out show notes, you can go to money-guy.com. You can also write the show. That's Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at money-guy.com. And as always, thank you, thank you, and please feel free to add more if you go out to iTunes. That's where we do get a lot of our subscribers from. Please, if you like what we're doing, you think it's got the energy, it's actually helping you keep a little bit extra money in your back pocket, go leave us a positive feedback. That's the only way people are going to know about us because guess what? We're not corporately funded. We do not have some big mega corporation out there that's you know pushing us up there. We are very blessed and fortunate that somebody at Apple still loves us and keeps us on that featured page to where we get to hang out there with the likes of Dave Ramsey, Susie Orman, even old 
crazy old Jim Cramer. But um, it's one of those things. So thank you, thank you. So Bo, I, I can tell you're looking to say something. So let me let me step back before we start telling people how to save money. And I was just going to say, speaking of positive feedback, if you're not new to the show and you have been listening for a while and you actually listened last week. Um, and you stay tuned all the way to the end. You heard us mention kind of a, a new uh, endeavor that we started called Advisor Skills. Um, if you're in the financial industry, we'll tell you more about that at the end of this show, so stay tuned. But we just want to say from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much. It's kind of amazing. This thing's only been out there for, for a, two, three, four weeks now. And guys, your feedback, your emails, your comments, all of those of you who have signed up, thank you so much. We really, really appreciate it. And it's just it feels good to know that you're out there and, uh, and, and what we're doing, you guys are actually benefiting from. Yeah, and, and that website, I think, thanks, Bo, for giving that. I, I mean, I think it is good. We, we sometimes, I'm always nervous about marketing too much. But if you want to go check it out, it's advisorskills.com. But let's jump in and talk about Black Friday. This is one of those things, I think, you know, it's very easy to go out there and find articles. And we have a journalist. Unfortunately, I never got a, an email from Aaron telling me the new article link, but we did one of our favorite journalists that we talked to on a, on a routine basis is Aaron Peterson. And she was doing an article on Black Friday. And what I wanted to do with this podcast today was to do something a step beyond a lot of websites and articles and blogs and podcasts, as well as what you see on the TV is just a list of links. And I'm going to give you the links. Don't worry if you're hungry for the links, I'm going to give them to you. I'm even going to tell you some apps that are out there that you can put on your iPhone. going to make your life a lot easier. But I also want to help you train your mindset. I want to help you to kind of think like the, uh, think about Black Friday kind of the same way I'm thinking about Black Friday because I think that's it's one thing to have the tools you know, and that's what those websites will do, but it's a completely additional step that's going to help you take it that much further if you can kind of train your mindset on how you're going to do this as well. So before we kind of do that, I want to set the table and kind of set the tone. I thought it'd be interesting. One of the things when I watch documentaries, I get kind of sucked into the History Channel. I get sucked into the Discovery Channels because a lot of everyday concepts and things that have now entered our vocabulary, you wonder, where did it come from? So I thought it would be cool. Let's go talk about where did Black Friday come from? And then I also want to kind of, after I talked about Black Friday, you know, a lot of you guys are probably sitting there going, why doesn't he ever talk about Cyber Monday? Cyber Monday's a big deal. This is podcast, it's technology. Cyber Monday's a technology thing. I'm going to talk to you about Cyber Monday and tell you how that got started and then tell you why I think Cyber Monday really isn't that big of a deal anymore. And by, by the way, Cyber Monday, that Southern accent. I was wondering what Monday was. Yeah, I know. My my wife, that is one of her biggest pet peeves. That's that, you know, that that red side of me kicks in where instead of saying Monday, I say Monday, you know, and it's kind of like birthday, birthday. You know, I, I don't know. I say birthday. I say it with an F instead of a TH. So there's several things my wife gets on to me about saying. She's just as Southern as me, but for even for Southerners, some of the things we say can be very annoying. But back on point, Black Friday. Actually, what the, what the term originates, now there was some economic stuff that they called Black Friday, but we're talking about the actual shopping Black Friday, originated probably back to 1966 is what they're thinking, and it's what the Philadelphia Police Department had always titled the Friday following Thanksgiving, and it was a term, it was not a term of endearment either is what they said. Black Friday officially opens the Christmas Shopping Center in Center City, and it usually brings a massive traffic jam, so those where the police came in, and overcrowded sidewalks as the downtown stores were mobbed from opening to closing. So that was kind of where it originally got its start, was back in 1966. 
And then it appears that it got mainstream appeal, it kind of spread out because some um, there was a New York Times article that came out in 1975 where kind of that same trend where the Philadelphia police and bus drivers called it Friday. That was the day each year between Thanksgiving and the Army-Navy game. It's the busiest shopping day and traffic day of the year in the bicentennial city as the Christmas list is checked off and Eastern college football season nears conclusion. That's what That was from a New York Times article back on November 29th, 1975. And then there was also... Um, it, it was listed in another article that was from the Associated Press called Folks on Buying Spree Despite Down Economy, which ran in the Titsville Herald on the same day. Where God, That's Titusville. Maybe I, that's it. What did I say? No, okay, don't say that. Titusville. Is that T-I-T-U-S-V-I-L-L-E? Titusville Herald. You don't have to edit that, Bo. I think I think everybody will know that that was not meant to be bad. But anyway, it says store aisles were jammed. Escalators were nonstop people. It was the first day of the Christmas shopping season, and despite the economy, folks here went on a buying spree. That's why the bus drivers and cab drivers called today Black Friday. A sales manager at Gimbel's said as she watched a traffic cop trying to control a crowd of jaywalkers. They think in terms of headaches it gives them. So that was kind of interesting. And then it got, you know, it seems like it really has grown since about 2000. So that's the history on Black Friday. And then I thought it was interesting to go look at it's Cyber Monday. And I'm going to tell you why I think this term is not that big of a deal anymore because you're going to see it's not that old in the first place. And plus, there's something that has changed dramatically that I think has really made it where this isn't that big of a deal. Cyber Monday comes from the origin of the term is the term Cyber Monday is invented by shop.org, part of the U.S. Trade Association National Retail Federation. It was first used within the e-commerce community during the 2005 holiday season. So that wasn't that long ago, five years ago. According to Scott Silverman, the head of shop.org, it says the term was coined based on research showing that 77% of online retailers report a significant increase in sales on the Monday, there, I did it again, Monday after Thanksgiving in 2004. In late November 2005, the New York Times reported that the new Cyber Monday grew out of the observation that millions of otherwise productive working Americans fresh off of a Thanksgiving weekend of window shopping were returning to high-speed internet connections at work. So did you hear that last part? That's really what's changed. Back in 2005, that was only five years ago, that shows you how fast technology is moving. Most of us didn't have super-fast, high-speed internet until we got to the office. Most of us were, you know... Bo, do you even remember? I'm sure you do, because it was you know, the whole internet hadn't been around since like '96. But you know, AOL, you know, uh-huh. you, you know, the, the dollar, yeah. you know, and then you, you know, you know, you got mail, you know, all that stuff. So, so that that's kind of what it used to be five short years ago, which seems ridiculous because it does seem like a long time ago. And then everybody come to work where you have your T1 lines and all the stuff where it's high speed and you could, you know, you could really go do some shopping because you want to see the graphics, you want to look at things. Well, now everybody pretty much has high speed internet. Even if you don't have high speed, it's much faster that, you know, the, the, the widest, lowest grade DSL that your, your phone company offers you is still lightning quick compared to what we had back four or five short years ago. So I don't think Cyber Monday, I think Cyber Monday, gosh, I think it's going away just because we all have high-speed internet connections now. So it's not really that big of a deal. And I think Black Friday is being transformed as well. It's because what I've noticed this this time last year is that 
I was able to do a lot of my Black Friday shopping on Thursday, actual Thanksgiving Day, right there at the house. A lot of sites um, opened it on up. And what I've also noticed a trend, and that's why you have to pay attention to these websites I'm going to give you in a little bit, is that they're releasing their sales circulars sooner and sooner and sooner, even giving you some deals even before Thanksgiving because they're so worried that you're going to take your dollars because it's a highly competitive marketplace out there. They're worried you're going to take your dollars and spend it at one of their competitors. So the market is so competitive for this Black Friday that actually things are happening before Black Friday. They're happening, you know, I did a last podcast two weeks ago. We did a show on how some of the Black Friday spells, specials were already showing up. But I was kind of skeptical, and I still am. I still think you, you need to go do a lot of research before you buy into those, those sales that are three weeks before Black Friday because I think some of those things might be just trying to get your money a little ahead of the curve because they know you're getting excited. They know people like me are out there practically have you know drool coming down their chin because they're so excited about Black Friday. So that, that, that's, that's kind of a history lesson as well as my thoughts on how this whole industry and the system of retail shopping is changing to recognize what technology has done for it. And what I like about this is that I'm hoping... I mean, it's still very popular to get up at four in the morning and go hang out at the local Walmart, but if you're smart, I don't think you have to do that. I think a lot of this stuff is available now on the internet, and you don't have to do the door busters as much. And that's kind of a cool thing, because you don't have to deal with the masses of people. And then you also, I mean, you can really kind of be a commando shopper, get in and get out and get the, just the items you want, and not have to go stand in some huge line that really wipes you out. You have to choose one, one line only. So what we're going to do is I want to help you train your mind to think differently so that you can not only use the tools we're going to give you, but also just kind of know the way you need to be thinking about this Black Friday shopping. And the first thing is you've got to take inventory. And now, Bo, this is the part you know we've been excited about this. So kind of give them our list of what we're looking for. So I have a sticky note that I keep on my desk. And part of it is I have that little bit of that, that kid on Christmas morning thing too because some of the stuff directly benefits me. The first thing we have on there is I have written down four monitors, but what this really means is two monitors and then two big Mac Daddy, super, super nice 19-inch monitors for Bo's desk. Maybe 20-inch. I've been, I, mean, I found a special on some 20 inches that we might get, so you might get an extra inch. So I'm even more excited about that. The next thing we have on here is I have um, a, a sound system for Brian for his computer. His speakers are kind of out, so he needs to get some new speakers. You've got to be able computer. to listen to stuff. I mean, it's not <laughs> like I'm putting surround sound in the office. I just need some speakers attached to the desktop. Uh, the next thing is, thankfully, we have been fortunate enough that, that at the firm we've grown enough that we're actually hiring a new employee. Right. And as part of that, we're buying a new laptop for that employee. So we, um, we have to find the right person and then we um then we br bring a laptop in for them to work on and then also which i am so so thankful about the last thing on the list is brian is ordering a new desktop and the reason i'm so thankful for that is because his computer is so dismally slow i don't know how he sits there all day and works on it that's just because you're younger you know it still seems fast to me <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so you got to take inventory you got to know exactly what you want because this is no different than other concepts we've talked about, like car shopping and looking at things, is that you've got to know exactly what you want so that you can now start doing the research. And that is step two, is you've got to research best in class. You've got to figure out exactly what you want. So we know we want monitors, but we've got to go make sure we get the right monitors because not all deals are good deals. And you need to be able to spot what's a really good deal versus what's some 
subpar product that they've just dumped out there at a super cheap price and it's probably not going to meet your needs you know you buy a monitor and maybe the the, the resolution is so low that yeah it's big but it's so bad that it just still is not a good monitor for you. So you've got to go research best in class. And the websites I always use for this is you can go to consumerreports.org. You can also go out to CNET.com. CNET is um, one of those great things if you want to go research electronics and, and all that type of stuff to, to really figure out what the best, get their reviews, find out what users' reviews are, and kind of get tied into what other people are thinking about some of the computer as well as electronics, printers, always anything that's kind of electronics-based. I like to go out and read CNET reviews. And, and then I go out to Amazon. Amazon has a lot of products, and if they don't offer products, they have some affiliation or relationship of somebody who's selling, and what you get there is you can at least go out and see the reviews as well as what the competitive price is at Amazon, but the reviews are very powerful because um, you can go see if this is a product that has a lot of people liking it, or is this one product that really nobody's paying attention to or maybe even has subpar products. So I'll, I'll give you an example is there's, I'm not going to give the brand name because I don't want to get in trouble with anybody at that brand in case they listen to the show, but there was a shower clock radio type thing that had a mirror as well as it had an iPod station that kind of sat out there by your sink, but then you wireless, wirelessly, it would play in the mirror, in, in the bathroom and had a mirror function on it. And I, and I thought this was great. I saw it at Bed Bath & Beyond. I was like, honey, want that for Christmas. I love my music, love my podcast. I could, you know, be productive while I'm in the shower. You know, if I, you know whether I'm jamming to, you know, Queen or, or some other band that I love or if I'm listening to a podcast from one of the people I like listening to podcasts. So I, I told her that and then I got to work and being the way I am, I went and looked up the reviews on it. It didn't fare so well. So I've told her, don't do that for me now because the reviews, it got two stars from most people. So it wasn't worthwhile. So you've got to go research. And then I'll tell you, once you find the best in class and you find the products you want, you can go to pricegrabber.com to go make sure you're getting the best price or at least know what market is right now. Because like I said, you can't know something's a good deal unless you know what current market is for that same product right now. So Price Grabber is always a great resource for that. Third thing. You got to train your mind to not fall prey to the filler items. I say filler items because this is no different than when I go to buffets. <laughs> when I go to buffets, you stay away from It's okay. You know, they always have those great yeast rolls that taste awesome. But that's not where you're going to hurt the buffet. You're going to hurt the buffet with the crab legs, with the steak, you know, all that good stuff. You know, just like you don't want to fill up on macaroni and cheese, too. Just because macaroni and cheese is, is good doesn't mean that's what you want to fill up on. So I, I, it's kind of the same thing when you're talking about Black Friday shopping, is that you don't want to fill up on the filler. So stay away from the rolls and the mac and cheese and those type of things. And what I'm talking about there is that a lot of places will have those doorbuster specials with like either memory cards or really cheap TVs or a picture frame, you know, those electronic picture frames, but a lot of them are from brand manufacturers I've never heard of. I mean, these things, I don't know where they're assembled, obviously in some plant, probably over in China somewhere, and they just slap a name on them and the quality is not there. If you want a TV, that's great, but make sure you're getting the best TV. Don't get something that you know, is basically some transistors and some plexiglass strapped into a, into a thing. You want to actually make sure you get something that's a good deal that's going to last you a few years. And that's when those picture frames, a lot of them that are not the quality ones, I love those electronic picture frames, but a lot of them 
don't have the resolution or quality to where you actually feel comfortable having them in your house. Just because you got it for $9.99 doesn't mean that it was a good deal. So make sure you don't fall prey to the filler items. I and mean, as soon as you start looking at these, these circulars for the Black Friday, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. You're going to see these things all over the place. It's, it's poor quality items that they're just trying to, to get your attention with. They're basically throwaway items, so don't fall prey to that. Bo, you have any input on that? You looked like you had something, and then did I lose you on it? No, no, I'm just drinking it all in. And then the last step I always say, on, on, and this is kind of where you, you, I'm giving you the, the tools or the websites, is that the Internet is definitely your friend. And the, and the great thing is is that, let me go ahead and give you the websites, because I know a lot of you are looking for those, is you got bfads.net, so that's blackfridayads.net, if you really want to know. You, know, you can pronounce it bfads.net, or you can do it as bfads.net, so it's bfads.net, and then you have blackfriday.info, and then here are my two favorite ones, and they're, they're kind of related. So you can go to tgiblackfriday.com, and it's actually owned by the same people who do dealcatcher.com, so if you, if you can't remember tgiblackfriday.com, so thank God it's blackfriday.com. You can just go to dealcatcher.com and they not have a nice Black Friday button that you can click over to. And what I like about the, the tgiblackfriday.com is they actually have an iPhone app. And I've got that iPhone app because it is really helpful. Because what it does is, you know, some people, I guess, use Twitter or Facebook when they have downtime or, or play Battleship on their iPhones. I sit there and look through Black Friday circulars. And what the great thing about this app is, is that it has a save item function, where if you see something you like, you can just hit that save item, and you're essentially creating a wish list. So you know exactly what you want. And that's what, it, what I've been doing. So now it's just like, you know, and this is where I am a little guilty of probably not being perfect with my money, is that I've found a few things I'm going to probably buy that I didn't even know I needed. You know, this is a hazard you have with Black Fridays. Is something is such a great deal that I'm going to end up buying something that I might not have originally thought I needed, but it's such a good deal. I'm like, that could make my life better. So I, there are a few things I put on that wish list. But my, then what I find interesting is my wife the other night goes, honey, I think I want to get my parents a GPS unit for their car. And I was like, got you covered. I knew exactly because I'd put a GPS unit on my Black Friday list, even though I really didn't need one. I have a GPS unit, but there's one. Why are you looking at me like that? Well, I'm looking at you like that because I know one car you have has a GPS built in and the other car you have a GPS for. So why do you have a GPS on your list? But my old one is like four or five years old <laughs> and the technology, like they don't have my, my wife's car is a new car and it has, and it has what's called lane assist. And anybody who has a newer car or a newer GPS unit knows what lane assist is. It's very helpful when you're in areas that you don't know where the heck you are and you're on a six lane interstate. It's nice when the thing tells you, you know, you need to be in the far two lanes in three miles. That, that's very helpful versus like mine says, turn right. You know, right is, you know, I'm, I'm in the far left lane and then I have to, I'm supposed to get, it, it, it's scary, you know. So there's some functions that are not on mine because I had first generation, I had a TomTom, -Tom, great unit, um, really enjoyed my TomTom -Tom one, but now they've got like XLS TomToms and all these other things that, are, that have all these extra functions and they have traffic assist. I don't have traffic assist. You know, that's, you know, and it's all included. Meaning they'll tell you traffic without you having to pay a subscription fee. Whereas my wife's, um, 
her car requires a subscription fee to get all that real-time traffic and all the other stuff. So that that's the type of stuff I'm talking about. Is it and you know that is a risk that you go buy something you might not have thought you needed, but if it can make your life better, yeah, I'm going I'm, I'm going to probably buy that and I think a lot of you guys are out there, but Black Friday is always a very special time for me. And I hope you can see that, and I'm hoping some of this is helpful to you guys. There's websites as well as just even the mindset. Bo, do you have anything you want to add? Um, no, I think, and I think you already kind of touched on it, because the one question that I have is I uh, do not love the crowds. I don't oh, like. Oh, you! you, you I, 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 I totally should have talked about this. Go I, ahead. I don't like waking up. I don't, you know, I don't want to go be somewhere at three or four in the morning so I can stand in a line for an hour. Um, and, and do that. So my question, and by the way, my girlfriend and her mother, they love doing that. They live for it. Kind of. I mean, you do the same thing. I have. I, I've, I've promised myself this year I'm not getting up at four in the morning to do it. And, I, and I'll tell my story after you, so after you go through. So my question is, is I just think, okay, if I want to go get a deal, I'll get on the internet. Is there another strategy besides that? No, I mean, there's definitely the in-person shopping, but here's the risk with the in-person shopping. This is why I've told myself I'm not going to do it. I am one of those commando shoppers that gets up at 4 in the morning to go do a deal. And I'll tell you, last year, I finally got the okay from my wife. The way I swung it was I told her that the PS3 has a Blu-ray player, and we needed a Blu-ray player for upstairs. So somehow I was able to swing the PlayStation 3 under the radar into the system. And what's funny, I love playing the thing, but I never have time. I have a 14-month-old. You know, it's not, I never have 20 minutes to myself to play the thing, but I love that the, the PS3. And last year I decided I was going to get it right after Thanksgiving as, you know, part of the Black Friday shopping. Walmart had a bundle deal. And that's what I will say, and I, this is something that I, I don't think I've mentioned that it's really worth mentioning for Black Friday is that a lot of times, retailers and manufacturers have recognized that Black Friday is such a big deal that items that they price fix, and, and a lot of times like PS3s, you know, your Xboxes, your video game systems, as well as some electronics, they do price fix those type of items, meaning the manufacturers control um, what they're charging for those items, and they tell a vendor, you really can't charge more than this. But what they will do to recognize the change in the season, the shopping season, and to give certain retailers advantages over others, they will allow them to do bundles. So PlayStation 3s, for example, you might, in addition, for the same price of what you normally pay for just the console unit, you might get two games free built into the bundle. And that's the type of stuff you have to look for. If you know something is price-fixed, see if you can buy a bundle that gives you some freebies. And that's the way they kind of still keep their price intact, but you're getting freebies, which in, in effect really does lower the price. But back on point, and I'm glad that that came up because that's a huge thing. The bundles are very important. If you go do the, and that's not necessarily all on the in-person shopping. You can retail, they offer bundles even on the, the stuff that's on the internet. But for in-person, I went to Walmart, had this bundle where you could get two or three games with the PlayStation 3. And here's the problem with the in-person shopping that I've found. It can be very exciting, but it can also be very stressful because you get to some place like Walmart. By the way, Walmart's open 24 hours a day. So even though the cell doesn't open, the doorbuster cells don't open until 6, they have a logistics issue. It's not one of those things where they can go and you know stock the shelves and everything's good. Because they're open 24 hours. So what they, the way Walmart did is they basically put crates all over the store in different areas. So you could go, even though you wanted to get this video game for $29, it normally sells for $49, they might have put that crate 
over by the female intimacy section, you know, where the lingerie is. I mean, it really was that crazy. So you do the common sense thing and get up and go in there and, and, and try to go, you know, hang out in the electronics section to get your PlayStation 3, but then you also want to get this video game for $29, you're not going to do it because they're kind of making it where you can only get one item. You have to go in there as a team. You, if you're a one single, single commando, you're done. Showing up in person does not work. You have to go with a team of three people. So maybe if you have teenage children, this works out for you. And I saw that happening because they make you, they give you ticket numbers and make you wait in line. If you're getting one of these great bundle deals or, or something that's really cheap, they make you wait in line for so you can. They at six o'clock they actually start selling it, but they make you wait in line for the two hours before. But you can't go shop if you're there by yourself. So you need to have a commando shopper who can run around and kind of be a runner for you. And, and that's not fun to me because there's also masses of people. I saw fights. I saw all kind of other things. So I promised myself I'm going to keep my sanity, sleep in a little bit this year, not get caught up in that craziness. As much as it appeals to the tightwad in me that loves getting that great deal. I mean, that is a just a rush. Uh, you know, when, when you, get a, you feel like you beat the system. But it, it wasn't that enjoyable for me last year. So I, I've told myself I'm not going to do it. So I would encourage you, if you are going to do the in-person shopping, go as a team. So you can have runners and other things, somebody to hold your place in line. Because if you go as a single person, you're probably not going to get as great of a deal. Because there might be things, I remember at that same Walmart, I wanted to get a new Pyrex. I mean, it sounds ridiculous that I'm talking about, Bo doesn't even know what a Pyrex is. It's like a casserole dish, but it has a portable carrying case and a thing that keeps it warm. When you get married, you'll understand what a Pyrex is. That's pretty sweet. Well, (laughs) Pyrexes are not cheap, but doorbuster-wise, they were $9.99. And that was a good deal. I recognized a good deal, so I wanted that, but had no way to get across the store to get it. So I got my PS3, and that was it. And, and that's not a good way to do things. So um, sharing that with you, I hope that's helpful. And I think you can kind of see into the mentality of what you have to think about if you want to get the best deals. But I'm going to try to save some sanity and not get out there in that madness this year. I think I'm going to try to do most of it on the Internet, which I think you can. I think, you know, sure, there's going to be some door busters. Another trick I've always used that's worked well is that, hey, take that ad um, from Target over to another store, a competitor. They'll match it usually. You know, even some of the doorbusters I've gotten to match in the past. And guess what? If they're, they're going like mad over at the Walmart because they're in the Walmart circular, but they're not in the Target circular, and if you can get them to do a price match, you avoided some of that crowd madness that I just talked about. So that's another trick that you can try to do on the in-person shopping is get somebody to match um, a, a price circular that's in the, the in the print ad you got from the newspaper. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other tools and tricks that I've used for the in-person shopping. Most of this is if you follow the, the, the tips and tricks I've, I've talked about on the Black Friday online shopping, I think you'll be protected. But hopefully some of that helps with the, the in-person retail shopping, the, the commando getting up at 4 in the morning and putting on your face paint type shopping as well. Um, so hopefully that's helpful. Anything else we need to talk about, Bo? Or do you think that covers no, it? No, I think that hits it. I um, if you guys have any great Black uh, Black Friday stories or anything we didn't mention that you think is worthy of mentioning, go out on the website money-guy.com. Leave it in a comment and kind of share it with everyone. If you have some uh, some cutting edge idea that changes the way Black Friday shopping happens, share it with the rest of us. Yeah, and then, uh, just to close it out, I mean, we we did want to mention. Um, if you're anybody affiliated with the financial industry, if you're you know, an insurance agent, if you're a registered rep, if you're a fee-only advisor, believe me, we know you're out there. You know, we, we, we appreciate you being part of the Money Guy community. We want to kind of create a new resource for you. And we talked about this on the last show. If you go to advisorskills.com, 
what we're doing is, is that we're trying to give you practice management advice on how to be a better financial advisor and really better the entire system. We really believe this industry has enough growth that all of us can do the right thing for people and still, you know, have enough room to, to run a better business. And that's exactly what, what Advisor Skills is set up for. We're working in partnership with Cheryl Holland, who is the um, founding partner for Abacus Planning up in Columbia, South Carolina. She's an incredible, incredible financial advisor, runs a nice size shop up there. Um, it, it, it's just insight that you're not going to get anywhere. Maybe at, when you go to a conference, but even at a conference, I don't think you get the same intimate experience as what Cheryl and I are trying to do on advisor skills. Um, go ahead and check it out. If we can get enough success from you guys, it has been kind of exciting to see what you guys have been offering by coming in there and giving us some comments, signing up for it. But if we can get enough premium members down the road, just to kind of let you to know what's in the future, I'm not opposed to going out there and getting, you know, continuing education certification for some of our courses so that you can knock out your CPE requirements. But I've got to have a certain level of success before we can do it. So I need you to take the same leap you've taken with us on Money Guy and try to help out the show if it's something that you think could better your business. And I definitely think it will. Um, so check it out. Also, all my Money Guy listeners, go check us out on money-guy.com. You can sign up for a free membership, which will allow you to get blast emails from us every time we come up with new content. So go check it out. You have two sites to go look at today. If you need some homework, it's money-guy.com. And then if you're in the financial industry or maybe a student or somebody prospectively thinking about getting in the industry, go check us out at advisorskills.com. Thanks so much. I'm your host, Brian Preston. We'll talk to you in about two weeks. The Money Guy podcast is hosted by Brian Preston. And Brian Preston is a partner with Preston and Cleveland Wealth Management. Preston and Cleveland Wealth Management is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Preston and Cleveland Wealth Management does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Money Guy podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. <laughs>